Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneur Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. I'm Karen Nowicki, owner of Phoenix Business Radio and your host for today's conversation. And I'm very excited to invite in several representatives for several of our Arizona credit unions. So we can talk a little bit about Arizona Credit Union Week and really why each of you have come to represent your specific clients, customers, bank, a credit union, and why it makes sense that we have this collective conversation and why you're not, uh, you know, competing with each other. So on that note, please help me welcome today's panel of featured guests. We have Jennifer Kimmel, and she is with True West Credit Union. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Welcome back, I should say. Thank you. Was that a local first segment we did? It was a local first segment. Yeah, and Thomas hosted. Yes. And I was probably doing Jesse's job back in the day producing. You probably were. It was a ton of fun, super high energy, and an absolutely great segment. Yeah, well, we have uh, the pleasure of doing Local First Show. Uh, Every month, we just started doing it again. I now am recalling that conversation. I'm also happy that I don't have to produce anymore. I've I've actually built myself out of a job. We've now got cameras, and and so now now I just have to sit in front of the mic. Uh, So sitting next to Jennifer is Jason. uh, No, wrong. Brian Lee. I'll get it right. Let me switch these. So what happens? You have a full house. And Brian is the president and CEO with Landings Credit Union. Welcome, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, happy to have you. And Liza Buchanan? Buchanan. Buchanan. Yep. Thank you. And you are with 1AZ Credit Union. That's right. It's where my car loan is. Nice. It's where my son got his first banking account as a 16-year-old. Yes. Perfect. So we're happy to have you as well. And Jason Tabraki. Thank you. Excited to be here. You did. Very good. And Jason is with Arizona Financial Credit Union. Thank you. So excited to have each of you. So I'm very excited to uh, hear from each of you before we kind of get into the meat of the conversation and why we feel this is so important for our business owners and leaders in the area to know about Arizona credit unions. Could each of you just share a little bit about who you are, your background, how how'd you land in the position that you're in? Some of you have been doing it for a while. <laughs> wink, wink at two people on the end. Uh, and we'll just have whoever wants to start for us. Uh, and then tell us, of course, a little bit about your credit union and who you specifically cater to. Yeah, I can kick us off. So uh, thank you for the introduction. I'm with True West Credit Union, currently serving as our chief marketing officer and with True West, just over 18 years, started in the industry uh, when I was in college. And honestly, just looking for that job of what meets the needs of my student schedules and then uh, your after school opportunities for fun. What was that best fit? So like many executives, I fell into a teller position and trying to find who I was. And then that teller position evolved and grew over time. Um, And I have the privilege of sitting now here with True West Credit Union as our chief marketing officer. So great. How long did you say? Well, 18 years with True West, over 25 in the industry. Yeah. And uh, originally from Canada, you mentioned before we turn the mics on. Originally from Montreal, Canada. Yeah, very good. What is your favorite thing about the work that you're doing and the current role that you have? My One of the favorite things about being in the credit union industry is serving our members. And when you have the opportunity to hear back from a member and see the impact on their lives, one of the programs that we're most proud of at True West is our WISH Home Loan Program. And that program helps first-time and low-income borrowers obtain a four-to-one grant for a down payment on their home. And we work closely with these borrowers because these loans, they take a little greater effort to get them from um, application to closing to the homeowner getting those keys. Some of the most memorable stories that I can recall are those homeowners coming back to us after being in the home and sharing things like, I have a family of 10 and we have we're first-generation Americans, and we are a family of 10, and we used to live in a two-bedroom apartment. Now we have a four-bedroom, two-story home, and I just got finished setting up a trust because I know now that my family has generational wealth, that my children will have something to inherit as a result 
of this home and this relationship with the credit union. It's those types of stories that give me goosebumps to this day. They what wake me up in the morning. They are what I want to talk about when we have the opportunity to share the importance of credit unions and the economy of Arizona and why I'm really proud to remain in the movement. Mm, so good. Thank you. Uh, Jennifer, talk about True West specifically. Uh, who are Who is your clientele? Is there a specific... Um, group of people that you serve? Yeah. So True West was founded in 1952, uh, originally as Motorola Employees West Credit Union. So we have strong ties to Arizona and specifically the engineers that fuel Arizona. Um, So we're really tied to our tech community, our engineering community. Um, And since uh, becoming our own, since evolving from Motorola to True West, We've moved into an open charter, so that means anybody can join the credit union. You don't have to work at Motorola or have friends or family. It's open to anyone interested in joining the credit union, and we're really excited to be open in the community. Can I ask when that took place, where it kind of shifted just from that community to really open enrollment? Has that been years ago? It's been many years ago. We just celebrated our 70th anniversary, and one of the big milestones in our credit union's history was that evolution from Motorola Employees West Credit Union to True West Credit Union. So good. Thank you. All right. I know it's a tough act to follow, but who'd like to take a stab at that? I'll go. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one because uh, True West has been in business a year longer than we have. So we're excited. Actually, this Thursday is our 70th anniversary. So Happy anniversary. Yeah, thank you. We're very excited about that. We started as Tempe Schools Credit Union. Yes. So back in 1953, the same year they uh, built the current Tempe High School is when we started out there. So a group of teachers got together and decided, hey, we need to be in charge of our own uh, banking and take care of each other. And so that's where we started. And 70 years later... Here we are as Landings Credit Union. Incredible. Uh, And how did you find your way to them? So I kind of, I say I snuck in the back door coming in this industry. And and, uh, so I started in public accounting, uh, worked that way. I actually worked as a credit union regulator, then found my way into the chief financial officer role. And then uh, I always tell people I have the best uh, timing in January 2020, right before the pandemic hit. I (laughs) took over the CEO role, so... Moved into this chair, and it's been, you know, it's been great ever since. Yeah. I was a teacher once upon a time for a Kyrene School District. My kids went through Tempe Union. Uh, So did I, obviously. I talked about McClintock High School. It's our 40th reunion before our mics turned on. So longtime Tempe resident. And my first introduction to credit unions was as a very young teacher, and it was desert schools. Um, They're still around, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fascinating. I love hearing the the background and the story. I thought you were going to tell us you were were once a teacher when you said you came (laughs) in the back door, but always in finance. We always appreciate our teachers, though. I love it. We've got a great show. We'll have to talk about this afterwards. Chad Dean is our host for it, and he really loves to interview folks in accounting careers. And so we'll have to talk about getting you on that show here at some point. Yeah, thank you for the introduction. Thanks. Are we just going to go around the room? Liza, are you next? You know, they say accounting is the most fascinating, of course. It is. The career, yeah. It keeps people on the edge of their seats, right? I can say that. I'm the marketing person. Uh, I'm a marketing person. Um, So I'm actually the newest to the industry. I've I've been with 1AZ Credit Union for coming up on two years. Current role, SVP of Marketing Operations. So really kind of on the the campaigns process side of, of how we do things in marketing over there. We have been around for 72 years, so the oldest maybe so far. We started out serving Arizona State employees, and so that also transitioned, and we are now open to all Arizonans as well. Um, That was probably, I want to say about 10, 12 years ago that that shifted, maybe even more. Yeah, Yeah. great. And from Local First, you mentioned. Yes. So what was your role with Local First? Yes, I was the Rural Development Program Manager for them for about five years. I know they're looking for somebody right now. I saw that that listing. Amazing work. And I think what it did for me, I, I lived in Kingman, Arizona for five years. I ran an ad agency in a rural town, which was fascinating in many, many ways. And kind of got to see sort of community development, economic development, workforce development. And one of our clients was a community-owned bank. And it was my first exposure, one, to Local First and the Move Your Money campaign. Yeah. And then two, to community banking and what that means for community development as a whole. So kind of just my transition has been slowly learning the power of local banking in our towns in Arizona. 
And Kimber Lanning is such a huge advocate. And I think all of your credit unions are members of Local First, if I'm not mistaken. I think yep. Kendra, who we should need to give a shout out to because she's the one who made this possible today. Kendra Maples uh, owns a company called Culture Crush Business and started off as a podcast. And uh, she was the one who said, you really ought to have this group of fine folks on today. So we like her. Thank, yes, we yeah. do like her. Yeah. And again, of course, Local First, uh, we love having them here at the studio as well. All right. Did they suck up all the air? No, I think there's a little left. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've got to be Arizona Financial has been around since 1936, wow. uh, originally as the City of Phoenix Municipal Employees Credit oh. Union. So one of those old stories where a small group of people, everybody, Annie's $5 in, you know, to start their credit union. And it's really evolved over the years, uh, primarily serving uh, municipal employees uh, up through, gosh, within the last 15 years or so. Um, smaller credit unions, city of Tempe, Glendale, Phoenix, Mesa, all merged together to create what was Arizona Federal for many years. And then we became Arizona Financial uh, just a little over a year ago. I'm fascinated. Am I right in thinking, based on what you've all shared, that it's been about 15 years where this shift from specific clientele and kind of open enrollment took place? Is it about that long? It's yeah. Been a, yeah, it's been a trend probably for at least the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, and and just uh, maybe not globally, but generally, was that just for greater member, broader membership? Can anybody speak to why that trend or that transition took place? I'll, I'll tell you the, the tale of going from Arizona Federal to Arizona Financial was about, you know, us continuing to grow and evolve and, and gain in size and scale. We've actually acquired uh, two community banks over the last four years, and the second one was Horizon Community Bank, which was based in Lake Havasu. And our charter at the time was to serve Maricopa County, Pinal County, and the city of Tucson. So in order to acquire Horizon Community Bank, we had to switch from a uh, federal charter to a state charter. Charter is kind of a confusing thing. I just refer to it as sort of the, the credit union's operating license, and it can either hang in Washington, D.C., or it can hang in Phoenix. <laughs> Done. Uh, Understood yeah. by the third-grade teacher. <laughs> simplest, simplest way to describe it. And uh, so in order to make that acquisition, we had to switch to a state charter, and then that actually opened up our field of membership. So now we can basically serve all of the state of Arizona as well. Yeah. Anything to add from your own perspective of the history and knowledge that you have? Yeah, I think over time, credit unions originally started as really that that single group that you served, right? And, and if you go back the roots to Germany, they serve, it was farmers that started this. And so you had this, in, whether it's an employer group or a group of people like-minded that got together and took care of each other. And then from there, as communities expanded and the idea of what constitutes community, yeah. we've been allowed by our regulators to expand that as well. And so over time, I think probably with all of us, it's kind of little by little, we've added more groups and that includes the community or the state that we were able to serve. Yeah, I love the way Jason put it as well. It's about growth, right? There's nothing wrong nothing wrong with growing and, and making sure you're staying true to your mission and purpose, but also finding new ways to serve the community. And I think access too, you know, I, I would yes. say that the benefits of working with a credit union are robust. And I think still a lot of people don't think they can join a credit union. So I'm so grateful we even get to kind of talk to this level about it because a lot of people still think it's exclusive in some way. And as long as you work, worship, live in Arizona or referred by a, a current member, you're in. Okay. Part, part of it, too, has just been to get to a certain scale to be competitive. Because I think over the last 10, 15 years, that, that's probably not a coincidence. That's the growth of online banking, mobile banking. And you need a certain size and a certain uh, number of resources in order to really remain competitive. So I think that's where a lot of credit unions have gone to say, we owe it to our members to make sure we have competitive service. We know they want convenience. We know they want tech. They want mobile apps. So in order to do that, we've had to do strategic things to make sure we can get to that common scale. Yeah. So let's talk about one of the cool strategic things, and that is Arizona Credit Union Week. That's coming up. We're in the middle of Arizona. Oh, well, right we're now. on day two of Arizona Credit Union Week, okay. the inaugural mm -hmm. Arizona Credit Union Week created by these four pretty darn cool credit unions. Woohoo! Okay, so what is it about and what do you do during this amazing week besides come and spend time with us? I'll take that yeah. a little bit um, to get us started at least. So what it's about really is, is just gaining awareness for the credit unions. So it really started from seeing a lot of promotion, a lot of commercials, a lot of energy around larger national banks. And um, Arizona is uniquely you know, underbanked in some ways. We have very few locally headquartered financial institutions here in our state to the tune of, I think, around 15 maybe that actually are, are headquartered here. 
whereas other states have hundreds that are headquartered there. And the reason that matters is because we you tend to lend where you live, yep. right? And so we are more likely to be lending to the small business community and, and to the members that we have um, because we're headquartered here. The money stays local. And there's not a lot of awareness around that. So we thought, is there a world, you know, credit unions are kind, is, is kind of a, a sentiment, right? Is there a world where we might collaborate on a week to just share what credit unions are doing here and, and gain some awareness for that? And I would just add, credit unions, uh, Brian pointed out, started with farmers being a cooperative. And we operate under that cooperative spirit today. It's one of the superpowers of credit unions that we will share with each other best practices, innovation. How are we making a difference? Because ultimately, when we all grow, we become more effective serving the needs of our members and adding new members into our community. So I think under that collaborative spirit, Arizona Credit Union Week was born and truly being able to collaborate with some of the coolest credit union professionals I can say I now know. <laughs> it's been really exciting. It came together in less than 60 days. Yeah. Well, that's impressive. We don't mess around. <laughs> no. Don't tell compliance. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. A lot of our conversations here at Phoenix Business Radio over the last six years that I've owned the studio have been around this idea around being friendly, cooperative, collaborative. I know at least the first year that I owned the studio, I had a couple of guests who are leaders in our community. They're, they're kind of like, we don't really know what to hang our hat on as it comes to Arizona leadership as far as business goes. Mm-hmm. And the la- I would say since COVID, Throughout that, we have seen more and more business leaders showing up and saying, yes, while you and I might compete, uh, and competition is good, I'm not going to take that away from anybody, let's find ways to collectively work together and raise the vibration and the bar for all of us. So I appreciate that you guys kind of alluded to that, and you're a great living example of that. And I'm happy to say that I'm seeing that consistently through all verticals and all industries. We call it coopetition. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's a great phrase, coopetition. <laughs> and just to give Liza full credit where credit is due, this it really came from an idea. She had called me and said, hey, you know, what do you think about, you know, doing something together? Uh, she called me. I called Jennifer. Jennifer called Brian. And here we are. And here the, we the are. ultimate game yeah. of telephone. <laughs> yeah. and, so good. And in such a good spirit. So we always face, people are confused about credit unions. You know, they think we're kind of like a bank. They're not so sure. They're not so sure if they can join, all of that. And it really kind of was born from, we all struggle with that challenge. So if we could overcome that challenge together, um, we all, none of us are masters of social media. Credit unions, you know, can struggle with social media. We thought, okay, maybe maybe the four of us together, you know, through some cross-collaboration can, can all get better. It can raise the bar. So it's just a true um, spirit of collaboration that it's just been a lot of fun to work with. And I know you already answered it. Is this the first year? Mm-hmm. This is the yes. first year. It's an okay. experiment. So, it, yeah, well, it's a great experiment. I'm so <laughs> excited to be part of it. And next year, are you already thinking, I'm looking at you, but all of you, are you already thinking, okay, this makes sense, and what else are we going to do? Of course. (laughs) Yeah. You know, once you get something started, now you got to grow, right? And there's plenty of room to grow, too. I think the four of us participating in this is wonderful. We welcome other credit unions to get involved, you know, throughout the week, and definitely as we go into next year, how can we continue, you know, to make this bigger and, and, and allow Arizonans to know more about their credit unions? Well, this is yeah. popping to my mind and my heart, so I'm just going to say it out loud, and hopefully Max 6 will support me in it. If you guys need a place to hold meetings, however often you do that and you welcome other credit unions, please let Jesse or I know, and we'll book a room for you. This is a great central location, yeah, awesome. and it yeah. would be fun. In fact, I was actually going to look over here, but Liza, you already spent a little bit of I your did. morning here, and there's a chance you might become a community member. You know, yeah. So uh, anyway, whether that happens or not, we would love to have you guys here. Obviously, we're, we're a, a great spot for entrepreneurs and business owners, large and small and everything in between. And Local First does come and play here a lot. They sit right outside my studio. So let, just please let us be, uh, be able to host and help out in that way. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, yeah, there's been some confusion. I know I was confused, even though I've kind of known about credit unions since I was in my early 20s as a new teacher. What else can you tell our listeners, whether they're business owners or they're, you know, just community members, what are the benefits of not only banking locally, but specifically credit unions? Can we talk about credit union first, and then we'll really talk about around keeping money here locally? I don't think you can say it enough, the value of credit unions. And unfortunately, I think all four of us combined have less of less consumers or members banking with us than some of the big banks. And that's such an unfortunate 
truth to have to tell. Credit unions and why credit unions are so important is we're all not-for-profit organizations. That doesn't mean we don't make money and that we're a charity, but that does mean that we are required to invest that back into our organizations and our members. And credit unions, regardless of your size or where you are, we do that through lower fees, higher interest rates, and a better deal for the member. It's one of the guiding lights of credit unions is that every decision that we make, whether it's to eliminate an NSF fee, run a CD special, offer a discounted auto loan for first-time auto loan buyers, whatever decision is made, it's made in the best interest of the member. And credit unions are there to serve the needs of their members. Now, every credit union might have different members with different needs, but that North Star that we're here to serve and we're here to improve the lives of the members that bank with us. That's our North Star, and that's the differentiator between banks and credit unions. And I was chatting with some friends the other day, and they asked me a very similar question. But they said, if I had a magic wand and I could get anything I wanted, what would it be? And one of the things I would wish for is that consumers, not necessarily credit union members, but consumers, they understood the value of a credit union. And they they really saw it, and they felt it, and they lived it, because We all have members, and when those members get the benefit of a credit union, become the champion of the credit union. And getting more of those champions are what allow us to grow stronger, gain economy of scales, invest in greater technology to ultimately provide a better service experience. Hmm. Yeah, I was looking at some stats as I kind of walked in this morning, and I think we currently, and this is is progress, we have about 11.5% of Arizona's deposits in uh, locally headquartered financial institutions. It used to be 3%, not that oh, long gosh. ago, where 11, large... 11 is not great either, yeah. but oh, it's an improvement. It is. It's, it, it's something, but it still shows you how important and how much opportunity and potential there is for Arizona to keep their money circulating in this local economy. And it isn't easy. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day as well, and she's like, people with money don't use credit unions, right? And I was like, what? Well, where what does that even that? mean, right? Yeah. Like, what is what is that perception? Um, absolutely. Why? Because they probably make a little bit more dividends on their savings accounts, right? Get better service. You know, we, we know these members really well, but there still is a, a perception of that. And so a lot of people keep their dollars in these larger institutions, and there's still just so much work to do to shift that over. I think you just created a yeah. slogan. <laughs> people with money use credit unions are <laughs> right. members of credit people unions with let's money. change the narrative All money, any money right yeah. that's mm-hmm. fascinating interesting and I, and I think we we've seen more and more and especially with local first arizona every year they do a move your money campaign and talk about banking local and i think a lot of people don't understand right when you you deposit money with a bank or a credit union that's where we put it to work and i think more people are realizing hey if i put it in a local institution it stays local if I put it in this big national organization, I don't know what they're investing in. I don't know where that money's going. It's not necessarily going to prop up our own community. And so it's it's been nice to raise awareness about that as well, because that's a huge benefit of, of staying local. I mean, we, we're all headquartered here. We have everywhere from the CEO down to all the tellers live and work in this community. Mm-hmm. You add all that up, that's about 6,000 really good jobs here uh, in Arizona that credit unions are responsible for. And, and you, again, statewide, not just statewide, greater Phoenix area. Yeah. And you play that out, what a huge impact that is. That's not only salaries, that's the health benefits to families. That's that, you know, that trickles all the way down. And in fact, there was a consultancy that uh, looked at last year and thought that the impact from Arizona credit unions reached about $4 billion in total. If you look at supply chain spending and everything else that, that goes all in. So for our business leaders specifically, when we talk about Local First campaign to, you know, move your money, which I love. Do you remember what month that is or what time of year? Say April. Is it, it is April? April? Okay, mm-hmm. this is perfect. You guys have got the October <laughs> spot and April's covered. Very yes, good. All year long. Keep this in front, right, keep this in front of people all the time. Let's speak to our business owners and business leaders. Are there any things that we haven't highlighted as benefits for that community? I think a lot of people overlook credit unions to serve the need, the financial needs of small businesses and business owners. So I think that's one thing as credit unions have evolved and gotten to a, a certain scale and sophistication that we do offer a full robust line of, of small business services. Um, a lot of us are doing SBA lending, government guaranteed lending, commercial real estate. There's a ton of stories of people who had a dream, had an idea. We've got members who, you know, started a restaurant, started a retail store, um, moved their 
from a farmer's market, moved their stand into a retail store and have taken off and, and evolved. And I think we all have success stories like that. So it's it's great to see. And I would like to think a lot of those business owners can see that and realize, okay, they had a dream. Um, and this is a place to take their dreams to. So I, I think, again, keeping it local, keeping it with people who care, people who are going to be there and, and help their business grow is, is a wonderful thing. And I'm hearing a responsibility on the part of myself as a business owner to sing from the rooftops about the benefits of being a member of a credit union so that other people come alongside. Yeah. Start singing now. That's right. <laughs> uh, I won't sing since I'm being recorded, but I can I can proudly share our, our uh, recording. Can I speak to that just yes, real quick? Please. Just as a previous business owner. Um, you know, we were just talking about this with our business team, but so I started a, a company. I was going to say, you can't just plant that seed <laughs> yeah. and step away yeah, from it. it Tell was, us that It was story. an accident, right? It was, <laughs> as something seemed to be that I seemed to do, but I was watching a Notre Dame game and I uh, launched a marketing company while I was talking about tourism. Moved up to Kingman and ended up getting some very large contracts. And we thought, okay, well, this is it, right? We're, we're going to go big. We, we got brick and mortar. We, we had to go huge up with our sign. It was a marketing company. We had to hire right away because of the size of this contract. And we failed within five years, which still is success, um, but it, it did. And I can absolutely pinpoint that my challenge was I didn't have a relationship banker. I didn't have a relationship with my bank at all. I was banking with a, a large national institution. I, I thought I needed to, right? I needed checks and payroll and merchant services, and I needed these things that I, I figured only they had. And now I realize what I needed was somebody to sit with me and, and tell me, for crying out loud, what is cash flow and, and how does that work, right, as a marketer? I really, I think that's a key difference with our business teams at credit unions is we're here to help you understand. And it's really hard to be vulnerable and say, I don't, actually know what this financial statement is telling me about my business. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I can get maybe a smaller loan than I could have gotten with a national bank to get a large format printer or those things that would have made a difference. And so I just wish I had known that at that time. I wish I had gone through the pain that is changing your banks. We know that's hard. We, we totally get it, but we do painful things, right, all the time. And that would have been some of the best pain I could have gone through because it probably would have made a difference in the outcome. So happy to be here, of course. But I, I would tell the businesses out there, the relationship is important. Relationship is everything. <laughs> I, I mean, every business is based on several relationships. And if if banking and the, the, uh, the money exchange isn't a top priority for the people on the other side of that, and they care deeply about who I am and a business owner, then I'm, I'm in the wrong uh, setting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, good. What is coming up for you the rest of this week? Are there other opportunities, other interviews? Oh, I love the smiles. You're like, you're, you guys are all like, yeah, we've got it all down because <laughs> today's only Tuesday. What else is coming up that we can look forward to seeing? We have so much planned for Arizona Credit Union Week and um, kudos to this group for putting together a fun-filled week to celebrate credit unions and our impact. Um, we're leaning into social media. I think as Jason alluded to, mm -hmm. how do we get really good at social media? So if you haven't been on our social media platforms, this is the week to do it. We have gone a little wild, if you will, for credit unions. Uh, we kicked off yesterday, Monday, with Memes Monday. And we pushed out some trending memes and we credit unified them so, so that they were relevant to credit unions, but yet still hip and fun. And of course, we've got our hashtag AZCU week, and we're trending that all week long in an effort to gain attention and views in social media. We'll continue to celebrate all week long in social media. Maybe each one of us want to talk about what's going on on each day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go for it. So today, um, it's our we're so local, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking about, I think there was a post this morning about the best tacos uh, in the Phoenix area here or in Arizona. So if anybody has theirs. I think I put mine up there. I live out in the East Valley. There's some really good taco places there. But we're going to talk about how we serve that local economy and how we're more local than each other because, you know, I think we're the most local. I love it. So <laughs> fun. Yeah, some of the ideas behind uh, Monday and Tuesday, right? Memes and then we're so local uh, in social was, was just a friendly battle, if you will, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're local. We think this, we we see this. And it's been hilarious just kind of seeing people interact with that back and forth. I think a lot of people are seeing us tag each other too. Like, wait, wait what? Are we are we friends? You know, but <laughs> so loud. Um, those are our first two days. Uh, tomorrow will be our, our community impact day. So over the top impact, you know, beyond some of the things we've talked about here and the, the benefits to members, 
there's also um, a connection to community with the credit unions. And, you know, we've got the, the 1AZ Community Foundation. So um, we give grants every year. This year we gave 66 grants. We'll give about $500,000 out to nonprofit organizations across the state. And we all have really big stories to, to share around community impact. So we'll be sharing those stories to just kind of tie not just the fun part of who we are, but also some of the impact that we're having out there. Other foundations as well from any of you? We, uh, we're just rolling ours out actually this month. So Okay, yeah. excellent. Can Are you allowed to speak to it? Yeah, it's uh, Landings Credit Union Foundation. So we're rolling out similar to look for grants. Uh, we help local nonprofits. And so a lot of stuff we've been doing for years and now uh, able to kind of bring in some more money and, and really focus on that uh, on top of what we're doing in Wonderful. The credit union. Good. We run several programs just straight from our credit union without the foundation structure. But um, one of our favorites is we've got a local causes debit card and we've got about 70,000 members that use them. And any of our members can choose uh, this debit card designed by a local artist. And every time they use it, we put money aside in a fund uh, that we then award to smaller, kind of the hyper local nonprofits. We do this twice a year. And we really try to find you know, smaller, we're talking under $2 million in annual operating revenue. Nonprofits that get overlooked that just don't get a lot of public attention, but are a lot of cases up and coming, serving a, a, a really good cause that, that goes under the radar. And so we, we award those twice a year as well. I think you just awarded a good friend of mine under Families Raising Hope. Yeah. They are childhood friends of mine. So oh, thank you. Cool. Thank yeah. you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Great and I stories. know Treasures for Teachers has been a recipient, mm-hmm. I think, from you guys a handful of times. I've been serving on their board for almost yeah. eight years. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Well, we could also tease a little bit on on Friday. We're going to have some folks out and about in the community, and we've picked some local businesses that we're going to have some of our team members show up and surprise some folks with. Okay. They might get, you know, they might get a free lunch. They might get, you know, a free coffee. We kind of want to go with the theme of, okay, we're going to surprise some folks and then share some surprising things about Arizona's credit unions. And watch it happen happen and unfold on social media, right? That's great. Jennifer, did you have a thought to share about what you guys are doing for the community as well? So our philanthropic activities, we do them directly from the credit union, uh, just like Jason mentioned, for Arizona Financial. And we partner with some great local nonprofits that are passion projects of the credit union. One of our schools that we support a first-generation college experience program with and we're also partners with some other local nonprofits and just work to give back where where there's a great need and where we can make a nice big impact. Mm-hmm. So good. I've got to, I, I want to talk about our kids and our youth and how important financial literacy is in a second. But I want to make sure that we covered kind of all the highlights around this particular week. And I love that it's, I know it's C as the letter C-U week, but how fun, right? We want to see you as well. So I'm just going to keep rolling those out. <laughs> I'm going to join your marketing team and, and uh, pretend like I know what I'm doing. Uh, any other highlights for the week that we can look forward to participating and watching to unfold? Yeah, I would just emphasize Thursday actually is the reason that it is this week is Thursday's International Credit Union Day. Okay. And so, you know, credit unions across the country will be, wait, the world? I mean, world, international, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be celebrating that day. And so Arizona Credit Union Week surrounds that day. And um, so that's that's the big one. But yeah, Friday, I'd follow that hashtag on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we'll be kind of putting teasers out there as to where we'll be. And, and those might be places you'd, you'd want to be. So good. And you won't be able to miss us thanks to some branding partnerships that we've had as a result of 1AZ. So thank you, Liza and Mm -hmm. 1AZ. You'll be able to see when you have bumped into our CU Cash Crew Days on Friday because of this amazing local partnership. And I'm not sure, Liza, if you want to mention that. Sure, yeah. Uh, State 48, who many people love and and know, is, is an amazing partner of ours. And I'm really keen to the table to to support us with some very cool shirts for AZCU Week. A lot of people are going to want them. Not very many people can get, can get them. But I suppose if you wanted a State 48 shirt, you might want to also be watching us on Friday. I will be. <laughs> and I, I have my collection. I've got my State 48 yes. collection going, so yeah. I'll have to add to that. Amazing local partner. Talk attention. about local. Um, they are. They, they really they're are the a champion. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. This is your chance to get the very first shirt, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably a collector's item very soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching for where I'm supposed to be on Friday. <laughs> got it. <laughs> wow. So I would love to talk about financial literacy, right? I mentioned that I have a 16-year-old. I have two, you know, in their late 20s as well. And I've not done a great job preparing them for adulthood when it comes to money management. I'll admit it. And it's something that I talk about quite uh, vulnerably. 
as a business owner because I'm still learning how to, to do that. So I know with my son, and I mentioned briefly that, you know, our experience was so good for him when he got his first job at Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. at 15 and a half. I said, here's the deal. <laughs> you know, some has got to go towards play money. Some's got to go towards saving and eventually some sort of investment. So I'm trying to, you know, help him get started. The gal, and I apologize because I don't remember who the banker was that that took great care of him. He felt so adult. He mm-hmm. felt so heard and seen and important. We took, she even took a photo with us, that sort of thing. And now he's continued to really use his, I'll use, I'll say dashboard on his banking app to make sure that he knows where the money's going. She helped him get it all separated, those kinds of things. So that's been our experience is just now just a household of two. What else can you say uh, to our listeners who may have kids that are elementary school, middle school, high school, or even our college students, right? Where are we at with educating Arizonans specifically when it comes to financial literacy and what roles do the credit unions play? Well, I I like what you said. I think traditionally we viewed like, hey, I'll wait till they have their first job and then I'll teach them about money. (laughs) Yeah, like me. (laughs) Yeah, and we're learning more and more. You know, kids can learn these early concepts of budgeting and um, how to take care of your money and where to spend it at early age. We, We do partner with actually a local company called My First Nest Egg that has an app that teaches how to budget and rewards kids as they save and spend correctly and, and learn to do that. And so, you know, we have kids as early as, you know, four or five that start learning these concepts of what allowance is and how much do I save? How much do I give to charity? How much do I spend? And so it's pretty cool to see along the way, these kids learn the concepts, they put it in practice. And then we're hoping by the time they get their first job, they, they run down by themselves, you know, to yeah. the, they already you know, have they a already relationship. Have their, yeah, they already have a relationship. And we're seeing it as well. Um, you know, as we add new members, it used to be, hey, graduate high school or college, you get that first job and you open your first account. Yeah. Now kids, you know, they're 10, 12 years old. They have their debit card mm-hmm. and they're spending that way. So we got to teach them how to handle that money mm-hmm. early on. And we're getting relationships earlier and earlier. We recently rolled out a program called Bite of Reality, and we target high school students, college students, and even young adults. You don't necessarily need to be in school. Um, We work with a few different schools in the Valley as well as some nonprofit. Um, And what it does is it allows you to test drive being an adult in a safe, non-real environment. So um, everyone that goes and enrolls in the program, they get a persona. And that persona could be um, you're married with two kids and you're a doctor. and Or you could be a single mom with three kids. Or you could be uh, fresh out of college with $100,000 in student debt. So everyone gets these personas. And then they work through the simulation of making decisions. Do I need a one-bedroom apartment or a two-bedroom apartment? Do I need to buy a home or rent a home? Do I need to upgrade my Honda Accord to a BMW? Do I need a 60-inch TV or an 86-inch TV? These types of real decisions that we all go through day to day. January is not too far away. Everyone's going to want a bigger TV, but do you really need it? And so the focus is really to help young folks identify wants versus needs. And as soon as they make that decision, it goes to an economic impact to their budget. And so when they see that, oops, I can't pay the mortgage because I bought the 86-inch TV, they can go to their safe space. The credit union has a a booth, a table, because the credit unions are always there in our community to be there to help safely. And they can show what happened. And the credit union will make some recommendations for the individual to consider to get back on track. Then they can go back into the simulation and make decisions to keep operating that budget and to keep seeing the financial impact. It's something we've been running for about six months, um, and we'll definitely continue to do it on a needs base. When when someone reach out and says, hey, can you come do it? We're always going to find a way to say yes, and um, we're so excited to see the traction the program is gaining and the impact that we're hearing from the participants of how it opened their eyes, and it didn't necessarily cost their credit score 100 points or uh, a negative checking account, but allowed them to live that experience. 
It reminds me of, do you remember when in high school we carried the baby around <laughs> in our uh, health class or whatever that was? That's what it re- re- reminded me of. Uh, yes, that's great. I'm not Wonder. handing out uh, fake babies, though. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, like, I'd like my husband to participate in that in January. <laughs> yeah, there's always a TV, a case yeah. for a TV in January. Well, and, and when to buy it, right? You kind of laid it out like, yeah. yeah, we'd all like to have a new TV, but it's also when to buy it and what are you sacrificing and would it make sense to hold out and wait? So it sounds like this simulator would really help make those wise decisions and understand the impact, as you said, the economic impact of those decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We um, launched an interesting product, and it's a reverse-tier high-yield savings account, which m- most people that would like a high-yield savings are looking, for, they have a lot of money to put into them, right? And they want that high-yield. So we reverse-tiered it so that you get paid the highest amount at the lowest tier. Um, I think it's up to $10,000, and it's it's a savings builder account. So for you know, my son, um, I had him put money into the savings account, and when he got paid a dividend on it, I mean, he was floored. He, he couldn't believe that he would be making money on his money. And I, I do think, you know, there's financial education opportunities credit unions offer that are wonderful, but there's also sometimes products that are a little bit more suited um, for kind of building in that phase of life. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on something Jennifer mentioned. She said she's got this great program for when people reach out. Mm-hmm. And we've had a number of experiences, I know, over the years where whether it be teachers, educators have reached out and, and asked us to come in and then they're so relieved, it, it, like it's been very difficult for them to find a financial institution that they could partner with. And I think all of us would love those opportunities. And uh, a lot of times it seems like they're few and far between. But I think all of us, would, would we have teams ready to go. We'd love to spend time in classrooms. We'd love to go in and educate. We don't look for anything in return other than what we do for the community. So um, we're all available to partner like that. And so I just wanted to make that offer on all of our behalf. I love that. Yeah. I'm curious, again, as a member, I feel like this warrants specifically saying it, even though we've touched around it. I feel like somebody who maybe isn't savvy when it comes to financial literacy like myself. And and you, I think you had been the one to allude to it. There's some embarrassment, right? There's some, really even some shame around being 58 years old and still learning how to manage my accounts and know what's going out as well as what's coming in and the timing of all that. So, um I am fortunate to have people in my life through Business Radio specifically who are kind of holding my hand and guiding me and can sit through the tears when I'm in that moment. What would you say to someone who's listening and, you know, otherwise the community sees them as a leader, and but there's that, that pain point. Maybe they're getting through a foreclosure or bankruptcy or even just a divorce or a loss of a job, whatever that is. Do you encourage them to just even come by the bank and just be able to have that conversation with someone, even though they may not have a relationship yet? Or just can we just kind of round robin? What would you say to that person? What would you say to me and encourage me around some support and help? We hear there's so much need for just support and having a safe, soft landing when people have questions and, and being confident in reaching out to an entity for help or someone for help. Early next year, we're going to, we are, well, this year, we're putting all of our frontline staff through a certified financial counselor certificate training class. And so we will start heavily promoting that, hey, if you just want to talk about how do you prepare for purchasing your first car, how do you pay off credit card debt, how do you pay off student loans, how do you begin to think about any financial decision, or, hey, I've already made some and I think I've made some mistakes, can you help me? anything at all, we were open to help and we're open to have those conversations because credit unions want to help. We want to make sure that the consumer, the member has the best financial experience that we can help them get into. Yeah, I think, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I don't, this isn't an age issue. <laughs> you know, it's not just the youth that figured it out. And I think if you put together, you know, those things that we don't talk about, the dinner table, politics, religion, money um, is definitely in there. I had a friend that used to say, He's like, you know, I know everything about my best friend. I know about his girlfriends. I know this, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't know how much money he makes at his job because we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of been off limits. And so I think a lot of us just kind of keep faking it our whole life. Like, oh, yeah, I know how to be an adult. Like, I know what, <laughs> what I'm doing. And and so we have everywhere from, yeah, youth education. We have a lot of focus we've been doing lately is even um, we're a dementia-friendly business and focusing on uh, even our, our seniors that are struggling and whether it's uh, cognitive de- decline or other issues that are causing how they're able to handle money 
or they've always been able to do it their whole life and now they're struggling. And so I think it's talking about it, getting out in the open that, hey, we're, we're all in this. We're all struggling with it. It's, I mean, I always suggest talk about it in your families with your kids. I mean, I, I try to do that with my kids. Sometimes I try to shield them like, oh yeah, bills are expensive and we do that. We've done that. We've sat down and said, this is how much it costs for our house for their air conditioning when I tell you to you know, <laughs> crank it up a little bit. This is why, you know, all those different things. And they get to see that those real dollars going out um, because we have those simulations. But I'm like, if our kids can see, or sometimes even spouses don't aren't aware of what things cost. I mean, we have to talk about it. Otherwise, when you do have divorce or the loss of a loved one and someone now is is faced with paying all the bills on their own when they never have their whole life, yeah, you're going to have that issue. I mean, we just had a, a home buying seminar on Saturday, which you figured things are slowing down a little bit. We had a full room of people asking, you know. Yeah, just because the economy is in a weird spot and the uh, interest rates are weird and inventory, I think, is low. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Very there are still people dying to yeah. have their own home and, they and weren't, want to know how. And they weren't 25-year-olds in there. Right. Oh, I believe that. I'll say that. the average age was probably over 50. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Great stories. Other ideas around, you know, someone like myself who could could use a boost and a friendly face. <laughs> I think I saw a stat, and it's not, this is not exact, but it was something like 86% of humans, right, recognize that their finances are a critical part of their lives, and 93% of them don't know anything about it. So you're not alone, right? right? Even though it feels that way. Right. I mean, you know, unless you're in it, I've learned more in the last two years working at this company about finances than I ever knew in my entire life. Um, But there are resources out there. I think the financial coaching programs um, are fantastic. And walk in, the the personal bankers are there for that reason, right? They're there to ask these questions to, if they don't know, there's somebody there who does. And and that's why we're there. We have a digital financial resources guide that we we build every single day. We're putting new content in there. It's videos, it's it's short and quick articles, but just your common basics of your finances and managing your finances. And so there's there's resources out there, but don't be shy. There's no judgment. I think this speaks to one of the fundamental differences of a credit union is that you're a member and you're an owner. So you get our time. And, you know, we, we offer a service called a credit consultation. You can schedule an appointment for it online and come in. And we'll just look through your credit report. We'll explain it to you. Um, we'll be able to uncover, you know, obvious places that you can make some improvements. Or just obvious to maybe to, you guys, but maybe not to us. Obvious to us. To us <laughs> but yeah, you know, if not paying people is not going to do well for your credit report. But, <laughs> right. you know, we'll, we'll go through those things. And if that person leaves after an hour or 90 minutes and there's no product that's been sold, but they have education, they feel better, they're a member, they're an owner, that, that's what they get. And I think without the pressure of quarterly earnings targets, without the pressure of meeting a stock price, that's time we can invest. And that's a, that's a credit union difference versus a large bank. Okay, another brain idea that just popped up. And I don't mean any disrespect to our friends and family members who have had cancer, but you know, when they ring the bell, of course, when they are in remission or they're cancer-free, what a special time. I kind of envisioned as you were describing that, like maybe between uh, CU week right now and next year, someone like myself, like, okay, I'm inspired to take a more active role in learning and and making those right decisions. I mean, I, there's a few expenses even for the studio that sometimes I'm not even aware of. And are we u- using that app or whatever? Mm-hmm. So uh, it'd be kind of cool to have some case studies maybe and uh, at the end of, of a full year, have some sort of ring the bell ceremony <laughs> to say, yes, I've graduated. I've achieved great success. So yeah, come We're back in. with me next year and we'll find out how Karen Nowicki is doing with, uh, with her finances because it really has been, um, it's been a, a difficult climb through COVID to, get back to a place after some uh, tragedy in our family that I'm like, okay, well, I'm starting like I'm like to keep telling my kids I'm starting over as a 25 year old. So I'm about your age financially mm-hmm. and I'm climbing my way out of an, an insurmountable amount of debt. So this has been really a great conversation for me. Uh, and I love that we get to celebrate Credit Union Week with you guys. For our members, of credit unions and or our credit union families who are, you know, working on behalf of other credit unions, how do they get in touch with you and say, I'd really like to be part of what you're doing on an Arizona, you know, kind of family level? Who should they reach out and connect with and say, we'd like to be part of this coalition, this this group? 
Any of you? Okay, good. Well, let's let's yeah. go around the room then. And and are each of you on LinkedIn as well? Yes. 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 Thankfully, because it's such a great place for mm-hmm. business owners and business leaders. Very good. Uh, so if you'd say your name again, your role one last time for us, and then where is the best place to stay in touch with what's happening for your credit union? So that folks can, you know, reach out and introduce themselves and get get involved and hopefully become a, either a more active member, a more present member, or a member for the first time. Jennifer, do you mind starting for us? Yeah, thank you, Jennifer Kimmel, uh, Truest Credit Union, our Chief Marketing Officer. Uh, you can get in contact with us at truewest.org or, of course, LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, Brian Lee, the President and CEO of Landings Credit Union. You can reach us on landingcu.org or yeah, catch me on uh, LinkedIn or anywhere else. So. Great. Liza Buchanan, SVP of Marketing Operations for 1AZ Credit Union, website 1AZCU.com. And we're all over social, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And Jason Pavrocki at Arizona Financial Credit Union. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer. Uh, Definitely, I can be reached at LinkedIn, and we are ArizonaFinancial.org. Excellent. What's the one thing that you'd like our listeners, and we said we covered a lot of ground in this almost an hour. What's the one thing you'd like our listeners to have as a takeaway? today. If you're not a credit union member today, be one tomorrow. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'll just go back to a number uh, Jason shared earlier. So we have almost a $4 billion annual impact on the Arizona economy. Uh, we shared that once with a uh, one of our senators and they mentioned, hey, that's that's three Super Bowls. Mm. Like you guys should lead with that. You know, and we're like, oh yeah, that's, that's a good idea. You know, we talk about that financial impact, but that's our annual impact as credit unions here in Arizona. Wow. That's big. Thank you. Yeah. How many Taylor Swift concerts? Well, we got work to do. Um, I agree. I, move your money, right? Uh, it's it's the best statement and sentiment that that is out there. There's help to help you do it, but it's worth it. It's worth it for you. It's worth it for your future generations, and it's worth it for the Arizona economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Join a credit union. Credit unions have come such a long way. You're not going to lose anything or miss out on anything. Uh, you know, our services are on par, and you'll be doing your part and really helping the community. It's it's great service from great people. Yeah. And anything that we do preventative in our life, you know, we do those things ahead of time. We eat well or or we get enough sleep, those kinds of things. Taking the the little bit of time that it's going to take to move your money, maybe a little painful while you're in the, immersed in it, but the long-term gain, not only for you, your family, the community that you serve, and of course, Arizona at large makes a great difference. So uh, it's been a great conversation today. Is there anything that I didn't think to ask that you kind of came prepared hoping to discuss? We do have several minutes left if, if we want to go there. Otherwise, we'll close it down. No, I think you've covered mm-hmm. everything. Thank you for allowing us to celebrate Arizona Credit Union Week with you. It has been a tremendous pleasure. I'm so glad. And again, a shout out to Kendra Maples with Culture Crush Business for giving us the opportunity to have this conversation today and our friends at Local First. I'm sure we're making Thomas and Kimber quite proud with as many conversations we have had around keeping money here local and uh, really raising the bar for Arizonans. Thank you again for being here. Thank Thank you. you. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneur Center. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean credit unions. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 